Hello there, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Anxiety. My topic today is anxiety. Anxiety is one of the strongest and most pervasive and life-interfering emotions that we can experience in the common everyday life we live. Anxiety prevents us from entering into a wide variety and wide range of social situations and relationships and events and activities. Anxiety is the basis of a host of physical ailments, fatigue particularly, and we engage in a lot of self-defeating behavior when we're anxious. We do things that not that is not that are not that is not in our best interest. So we actually behave contrary to our best interest when we're anxious, we're nervous. And we certainly do things that will only create more anxiety rather than reduce the anxiety. So anxiety is a very uh, difficult emotion to deal with. Most people don't know how to deal with it. It's not a, a particular skill that we've ever been taught. Schools don't teach how to handle my anxiety. We don't learn that in our homes usually. We don't learn that in church. We don't learn that in a lot of places. How to handle anxiety. How to, be, how to live a life of anti-anxiety. Rather, we live in a world that promotes anxiety, creates anxiety, allows anxiety to continue. And when we live a life of anxiety, we are self-defeating. We're even self-destructive. I talked to a little gal the other day, college student. Very fatigued, very tired. Went to her doctors and two or three doctors thought she was depressed and gave her an antidepressant medication, thinking that that would just handle it. Well, it didn't. didn't make any difference whatsoever. But as I began to understand her story, and we looked at her life, she wasn't depressed. She was anxious. And in states of anxiety, she just wilted and became tired and fatigued and went to bed. She had a long habit of that. So, in some ways, it could look like depression. Maybe to a doctor it did. But when you look at it relative to anxiety, you see more of an anxiety pattern that she was living than a depressed pattern. So we have her on a different program now. We have her different path to manage anxiety and to control anxiety and to live a life of reduced anxiety so that she's not feeling so fatigued and tired and listless all day long. You know, there are about... um, Eight very primary ways to manage anxiety. Now, you can figure a lot of different ways to manage it, but let me give you eight. These are generally considered the key ways to manage anxiety if you have anxiety. You have social anxiety, public speaking anxiety, uh, relationships anxiety, anxiety going to places, being in certain situations, grocery stores, department stores, out in the public, you know, whatever it might be. These are eight ways that just will help deal with anxiety, no matter what the area of anxiety is in your life and the cause of it or the basis of it. What are eight anxiety, anti-anxiety actions that you can take? Okay, give me a first one here. Recognize your anxiety feelings. All right, that's very important. To identify the onset and the buildup of anxiety feelings 
so that corrective action can be taken early rather than waiting until the feelings become overwhelming and then you have to do something very drastic. Anxiety is generally identified as an increase of apprehensiveness, worry, agitation, arousal, feelings of uh, fight or flight, like you're going to fight somebody or you're going to just run away. And these feelings occur over time and, are gen and generally increase over time and in intensity over time, unless you address them, unless you deal with them. So that kind of restlessness, irritability, unusual feeling of irritability and uh, agitation and just uh, arousal, just feeling like you're crawling out of your skin. Now here's what you have to remember about that. Anxiety feelings are based upon adrenaline. You have your adrenal gland right in the middle of your chest. And that, adrenaline, uh, that adrenal gland produces adrenaline. And it drips all day long, giving you just a little bit of energy for the day. But once in a while, that adrenaline increases its output. And the adrenal gland just gives much, much, much more adrenaline than you ever need for that particular situation. And then you feel anxious. If it's a lot of adrenaline, you feel panicky. And, but it will take about a half hour or an hour for it to go away. So just relax, take, take it easy, don't panic, and just let the time go by and let that adrenaline dissipate throughout your body. So recognize when you have those kind of feelings, okay? That's number one. Here's number two. Consider and research and study the triggering events of your state of anxiety. Figure out what it is that seems to be the triggering situation. Maybe a person, maybe a type of person, a kind of individual just makes you nervous and anxious. Maybe it's a situation, maybe in the back of a department store, or grocery store, you're more anxious than up in front. Maybe when you're out in public with a lot of people as compared to just one or two people. You know, what are the triggering events? Where are you when you start to feel anxious? What are you doing when you start to feel anxious? What do you do when that adrenaline flow starts to become overwhelming and become overpowering? Okay? Now, sit back. Understand it. Realize what it is. Don't panic. Just stay there. Handle it. and Let that adrenaline dissipate. Let the anxiety feelings be decreased. But know that you've found your trigger. You've found your point of activation. What it is that triggers that anxiety. And then from there on, you either want to avoid that situation or you want to go into that situation gradually and slowly with support and with encouragement, but being very careful not to become caught unawares. An example would be a person who's been involved in an automobile accident. Now all of a sudden he becomes anxious every time he gets in a car, every time he gets down the street, every time he goes through a particular intersection, every time near a truck or a particular type of car, color car, color of a car. Those are triggering events for anxiety because something happened in your past that created anxiety. It was a trauma and created anxiety. And now you feel anxious every time you're in that particular situation. So know what it is. Study it. Figure it out. It's, it's identifiable. It's identifiable. Okay, here's number three, okay? Reframe the anxiety situation you're in. You know, interpret it differently. 
don't see it as an overwhelming ending of the earth event not a catastrophic situation don't catastrophize a situation thinking it's more powerful or more debilitating or more gruesome than it really is see the situation for what it is relax calm down see the components see the parts of it deal with the parts of it not the whole okay don't be anxious and fearful because you've created a story, you've created an image, you've created a, a vision of something that's just catastrophic and overwhelming and overpowering of your life. Most anxiety situations are never like that. They may create some discomfort, may create some uneasiness and, and uh, make you feel a little uncomfortable. That's true. But they're not overwhelming. Most anxiety situations don't get you. You're not going to die from it. You're not going to faint, you know, from it. It'll be uncomfortable. So just see it for what it is. Approach it. Deal with it in parts. Deal with it gradually, slowly. And just see it in perspective, okay? Now here's number four. Relax. If you don't know how to relax, learn to relax. Learn to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in. Hold it momentarily. And then slowly exhale to the count of five. And maybe do that five or ten times. But just letting your muscles and you're letting your uh, upper body, the chest and the shoulders and the neck area, just relax and be calm and relaxed. In other words, reduce your nervousness, reduce your anxiety by reducing muscle tension. Remember, muscle tension is like a rubber band. You stretch it and that's tension. That's like anxiety. Your whole body's in a state of anxiety like that rubber band's tense and your whole body's full of rubber bands. And then when you let go of a rubber band, you let go of all the rubber bands, that body just relaxes and goes back to a normal state. And a normal state is relaxation, by the way. Anxiety is not a normal state. Relaxation is. So just let your muscle system go like a rubber band. Let it be just a part of your life Part of your experience, but when you feel the nervousness and you feel the anxiety building up, take the deep breath, slowly exhale, and then let your muscles relax like rubber bands. You're letting go of them. Let go of the muscles of the arm, the muscles of the shoulders, the muscles of the neck, the muscles of the chest. Okay? Sometimes I do this with people. I have them imagine a horseshoe. And you relax your right arm, your right hand, your right arm, and your right shoulder. Then you relax the right side of your neck. Come all the way around the neck, left side of the neck. And then start relaxing the left shoulder and the left upper arm. And then going down to the left lower arm and the left hand. Kind of like a horseshoe. And then do that three, four, five times. Just letting go of that part of the body. And it will just relax that upper body real well. So you can do that. A little trick, if you will, or a little technique. But it, you want to intercede. You want to interfere with. You want to uh, counter the buildup of anxiety by having the buildup of relaxation. You can't be anxious and relax at the same time. You can't be tense and relax at the same time. You can't be calm and nervous at the same time. You're going to be one or the other. So replace the nervousness. Replace the tension. Replace the anxiety 
with calmness and quietness of your body and stillness of your muscles. Okay, here's number five, okay? Reorient your perception. You know, there are times when um, you're in an anxiety situation and you're perceiving yourself in a, as being anxious, you're perceiving yourself being threatened, you're perceiving yourself in one of those high-stress situations. Rethink it, reorganize it, reorient. And here's what you do. Put it in a different perspective. See it as not so overpowering. See it as not so uh, demanding. You know, do something that will distract your attention. Play music. Talk to somebody around you. Go into a different room. Go to a different place. Let your body relax. In other words, change what's going on in your life right now, where you are and what you're doing, so you have distraction to the anxiety. And you have a way of just decreasing that anxiety by just moving into some kind of a different place which is more neutral and relaxing and calm. Look away. Look in the other direction. Talk to somebody. Change the subject. Change the topic that you're talking about. Change the activity that you're working on. But do something that makes a change. Here's number six, okay? Reduce your avoidance behavior. You know, here's the tendency. When you get nervous and anxious, what do you tend to do? You want to run. You want to escape. If you think you're going to be nervous, if you think you're going to be upset and tense, tight, you want to avoid a situation. Well, forget that kind of stuff. Just gradually deal with it. If you're in an anxious situation, let's say you're in a grocery store and you're in an anxious situation, stay there. Maybe move to the front where you're a little bit more comfortable, but stay there. And then gradually deep breathe. Gradually relax. Gradually distract your attention. Talk to somebody. Do something different. Get out of that anxious mode. And then when you feel a little bit more comfortable, then you can leave if you want. Or finish your shopping and then leave. Don't run away at the point of high degree of anxiety. That will only make it worse. Because what will happen then when you run away when you're anxious, you'll start to feel any better after you've run away. So what you'll learn is every time you feel anxious, you run away. Then you feel anxious, you run away. You feel anxious, you run away. And you have that behavior habit. And that's no way to live your life. To run away from anything which is anxious. And before you know it, you're going to avoid everything that's anxious. Not even go there. You become housebound. Can't do that. So, reduce your avoidance behavior. Don't avoid. Don't escape. Stay in the situation, but use your tool of deep breathing. Use your tool of distraction. Use your tool of, of uh, relaxation of the arms and the shoulders and the upper body. Use that tool. Reorient yourself. Okay? And then in the process of that, you'll learn to handle it better. But once you are relaxed, once you have dealt with the tension of the situation, then if you want to leave, you may. But not until you have achieved good and full calmness or relaxation. Here's number seven, okay? Repeat your approach behavior. Approach behavior. What is that? Well, I just said you don't avoid, don't escape. I just said that. That's not the way to do it. But gradually take steps 
to approach the situation that you're anxious about. You've already identified it, remember. We've gone through that. You identify what the situation that you're nervous about. Let's say you're nervous with people, crowds. Well, then gradually approach. You know, do more social activities with one or two or three people. And you get feeling comfortable with that. Then to see, go into situations where three or four or five. If you go to church, sit in the back until you feel comfortable. Then move up a couple rows until you feel comfortable. Then move up a couple rows until you feel comfortable. You see, gradually approach the situation that you're anxious about but in very small increments and small steps, baby steps, if you will, okay? Just take one step at a time, make it easy, make it successful, make it work so that it reduces the anxiety and you're in that situation that otherwise you would rather avoid and probably have been avoiding over time, okay? So just move forward, but slowly and gradually approach the situation. If you're afraid of the dark, turn the light on. Sleep with the light on. And then gradually reduce the amount of light that comes into the room, maybe from the hallway or something, by opening the door a little bit and then shutting it a little less and less and less open so that there's light but still not very much. And gradually reduce the amount of light. And that means you're able to handle darkness that otherwise you wouldn't be able to do. Okay? And here's another point, number eight, okay? Engage in an act of quieting the mind and quieting the body. Here's the deal. When you feel nervous, you feel distressed, you feel the stress of tightness, just quiet yourself by just taking that deep breath and being quiet. Or just say to yourself the word quiet. Be still. Be calm. Be relaxed. Let go. You see? Words like that can help you achieve a feeling of quietness over your mind and over your bodily feelings. Just take that exercise of just quieting yourself, letting yourself go, letting yourself be relaxed and at ease, and let your body quiet down. Yesterday I saw a young man in my office that was feeling very, very anxious and nervous. In fact, he got so anxious he would have a seizure. And the doctors didn't know what to do, so they sent him to me and asked me if I could be of some help. And what I did is I started him out with just talking slowly. He was talking very rapidly. And the more he talked, the more he stuttered, and the more anxious he got. So he slowed the talk down. And when he started to talk more slowly, he even felt more relaxed. He could feel it. He could identify a better feeling of relaxation as he talked slowly. So then I said, okay, let's, let's take that idea and live your life that way. Eat slowly. Walk slowly. Talk more slowly. Breathe more slowly. Engage in activities more slowly. In other words, live a slower life and then let your body be relaxed and feel the relaxation. So we practiced that idea. You know, for about a half hour, we practiced that. Then I had his parents come in and I explained that to the parents and had them help him at home live a more quiet life. And with a little bit of humor, I said, you know, think of yourself as a turtle. You know, turtles move slowly. Turtles eat slowly. Turtles do everything slowly. So if that would help you, think of yourself as a turtle. But primarily, talk more slowly. And get this idea of slowness. 
and you'll do better. So that's the kind of the quieting exercise that I had him go through so he could quiet his body, quiet his limbs, quiet his thought patterns, quiet his speech, you know, quiet his tension levels, you know, throughout his body. And I think what's going to happen, we're going to find out, but I'm, I'm predicting we have less seizures, if in any at all. The seizures can be triggered by anxiety. They do for people. I've worked with lots of people who have seizures and they're anxiety related. Many of them are. Not all, but many. And if you can control the anxiety, you control the seizures. So it's anxiety management. That's how to live. Anxiety management. Use some of these techniques. There are eight of them. You may come up with other ones. But let your life be calm and relaxed. Take the anxiety away. Let your life be full of enjoyment and of pleasure and of joy. Not of tension and fear and anxiety and uh, stress and distress. Okay? It's possible to do. Anyway, nice to have you with me today and uh, thanks for joining us on our podcast and we'll see you again. Bye for now.